Welcome to Well Beings. Uh, we recently changed our name. Uh, our previous name was Mindful Aging, and we decided to change to Well Beings. So this is a podcast where leaders and experts in healthcare use storytelling to shed light on aging, health span, and of course, long-term care. I'm your host, Tyler White. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Carl Cooper, Administrator at Montecito Post-Acute Rehab. Here you go, folks. Carl, how you doing, man? Doing awesome. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's my pleasure. It's, uh, I've, I've been wanting to have you in for a long time. You're a good friend of mine, and it is really great to have you. Um, so, Carl, uh, why don't you tell uh, the folks listening what you do? I'm a licensed nursing home administrator. I've been doing it for a little over four years now and here in East Mesa, Arizona. I've um, been loving it and uh, enjoying the time that I've been able to kind of make an impact. Make an impact. I love it. Uh, is this what you saw yourself doing when you were a kid? No, I <laughs> had no dreams of becoming a, a, a person that worked in a nursing home or had much to do with a nursing home as a child. It was not even something on my horizon. Hmm. Uh, what did you do prior to this? Um, I was in education working for universities, helping them launch online platforms and be able to provide uh, access to education for adults. Hmm. And so that's, that's uh, quite a different job than what you're in now. Uh, did, is there a certain skill set that you acquired in the education arena that translates over to healthcare? Um, yeah, I think that the search for helping people that are in need, um, people that uh, in, in this society that we live in don't always have access to education, don't have the opportunities to connect with a college education and so I saw that there was this need there was an opportunity to help people along in that journey and so connecting them with the information or the loans or the path forward to be able to get grants to be able to complete an education and better take care of themselves and create almost a generational success that they can pass to their family because they chose to be the first to go to college yeah absolutely and and, and how does that, how does that skill set translate into what you do as an administrator? Um, really just helping people. I mean, from the patients and their families in the difficult situations that they're in, or our staff members that are coming to us as frontline employees, housekeepers, uh, dishwashers, CNAs, nurses, they're all on a journey of life that, that they may or may not know how to get to that next step or how to how to get through a difficult time in their life. Um, sometimes patients come to us thinking that they may only be there for a couple weeks and they have now come to the reality that they are gonna be long-term care patients and that they're not ever going to live out in, a, in, in their homes or with their families. And so helping them kind of through that realization and planning and you know, preparing for what the next stage of their life looks like is, yeah. is critical. Yeah. 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 So, um, why don't you, why don't you tell me, uh, what a typical day looks like in the life of an administrator? 
I know you work a lot <laughs> <laughs> because uh, every time I call you to arrange uh, a golf outing or something, it's, uh, you know, it's, we have to push it three weeks out. So I know you're busy. Yeah. What's a typical day look like? Uh, no two days are the same. And I kind of love that chaos. It's, it's whatever emergency or situation needs the attention most, but, but oftentimes it really is focused on, um, the team that's there at the facility. Um, we operate on a culture that if we're taking good care of the staff, they can then feel secure and confident that they're able to provide the best care possible. Um, if they're unhappy or they're um, not getting their needs met, then they tend to be disengaged workers and then that would make for bad care. And so it's constantly focusing on that culture, making sure that you're lifting people, encouraging them, um, celebrating them. Um, the work that they do is particularly hard and they, they don't get paid particularly well. Um, and so the, the reward is oftentimes that recognition or that love that we can give them to help them see what a difference they're making. And it really helps them come back day in and day out. Yeah. Yeah. So that does, that sounds like, that sounds like a rewarding job making others feel rewarded. <laughs> right. It's self-serving for sure. I, yeah. I feel better every day because I can help somebody else feel a little bit better or happier. Wow. What a good attitude. You are a great man, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tell my wife that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure she's listening. I'm yes. sure. I'm sure. Um, so uh, you've been doing this for four years, right? Yep. Four years. And over the course of the four years, has, has uh, there ever been a point where you thought, okay, I'm going to pivot, I, this is not the career for me, or have you um, been in love with it the entire time? Really in love with it the entire time. I um, probably am a glutton for punishment. I mean, there's hard days. It's an extremely heavily regulated industry. Um, unlike hospitality industry where um, your guest checks in and, and checks out a few days later after they've come on vacation, this is a lot much more permanent. And so there's a level of um, sometimes dissatisfaction that we experience with patients. They don't want to be in a nursing home or they don't want to be, you know, in skilled rehab. They want to be at home with their family. And so uh, the food's never quite what it needs to be. And, the, <laughs> uh, you know, the facility might not be pretty as, as it would, would be desired. So um, those hard things only encourage me to try harder. Um, I, I look at defeat or dissatisfaction from a customer as pressure that I can um, make an impact, that I can go to my team and help them see, hey, this was where we missed the mark. This is how we can make it better for the next person or for that same person that shared that feedback with us. So it's it's kind of a constant battle. And mm -hmm. I know that I, I will never give up. That's, that's kind of my mentality. So I'll always strive for ways to make it nicer, make the food better, make the service better, make the care better, provide more um, levels of care changing the acuity so that we can can better care for higher acuity patients. Um, so those are all different things that I'm constantly focused on to help, uh, you know, be a facility of choice wow. in the community. So many different facets to, to contemplate. And um, you talked about areas of defeat. It's been said that an expert is somebody who has made every mistake there is to make in a particular niche. 
and 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 perseveres. Um, would you agree with that? Yes, I have lots of knots on my head to prove that <laughs> I failed a lot. There is a knotty head here, mm-hmm. uh, the head of an expert. Um, so, what is? I'm, I'm curious. What's the? What's what's next? What's the end game? Uh, is it? Do you see yourself being an administrator for forever? Is it something you do forever? I think so. Um, there's never going to be a shortage of people that are in need. There's always um, in healthcare a, a constant flow of patients coming from the hospital that need to get stronger, need to get better, so that they can go back to the community. And for those that can't, there needs to be a place for them to have become their home, to a place for them to be safe, a place for them to receive the nursing care, to, to keep them in a healthy place where, while they may not be healthy enough to go back home or to a lower level of care, give them a, a healthy place to have meaning and purpose and that physical connection. Um, and so uh, I think that there's a, a lot of longevity in being able to provide this this care and this service for the community. Oh, so that's some, that's some dedication and um, some commitment. And... Um, that doesn't just happen yeah, with any with any job. I mean, it's a it's a choice to stay in it, and there are circumstances and and experiences that um, that validate that choice. So, tell me, um, maybe give me an illustration or an experience or two that you've had that has confirmed that hey, this is what I want to do. And um, even even through the the hard year we've had. Um, Give, give me an experience or two that, that helps you um, stay in the game. Yeah, so um, growing up as a, a young boy, my dad uh, suffered from uh, bipolar disorder and ended up being homeless. And so at an early age, I became more mindful that there were people out there that needed others' help and that uh, they may not be able to quite make it on their own. And so as I got to know my father again later in life, after he lived and existed as a homeless person um, and a person that struggled with, you know, a mental disorder, I uh, completely changed my outlook and the compassion that's needed in life to um, to serve others and to give of yourself and give of your substance um, was something that became very important to me, um, and so. At the time, this his life was kind of winding down, um, and his battle with his disease and, and and cancer that ended up taking him. He was in a facility much like the one that I manage, and uh, that experience as a family member on the other side was not what I would have liked it to have been, and it taught me taught me a lot about what my role could be if I was to leave education and step into this healthcare sector and, and be that leader that inspired people to care about people, not just have it be some sort of one more patient or next transaction or next file or chart that they were reviewing, but something that they could make, make connections with people, help them on these journeys. And so um, I, I know that we were looking at the all text process for my dad and I was managing that process from Florida while he was in Arizona and I was talking to case managers and learning about this 
this benefit that was available for him, feeling powerless, a little bit clueless, and you know, ultimately um, things just didn't move the way they probably could. And so it, it brought, brought the, the industry into focus for me as I kind of caught fire and said, ah, this is the need. This is what I can go do. I, I've experienced it. I've lived it. I know how painful it is to be the family member. If I can be that, that voice of reason on the other side of the table, I can help make this better for everyone else going forward. And so um, I started out on that mission and got the education and training that I needed to become licensed. And, and ever since, I, I never shy away from an opportunity to hold someone's hand and to step in and see uh, things from their perspective, understand what fears they have, what concerns they've got, and then try and help them navigate what might be the best thing they could do and, and what maybe I would do if I was their family member or how I would, would want to be treated and help them see that. Wow. <clears throat> so you come from a, a truly empathic um, position, a lot of empathy there. Um, we're in an interesting time right now uh with the with the pandemic how has how has covid impacted montecito oh, significantly as 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 that news in early february and early march started to come through that this this you know virus was going to impact and really harm um, the population that we serve um, it immediately um, scared us all. And that, that fear was healthy um, because it took all of us having that fear to make sure we did everything we could to protect our population. And so we immediately started to shut down the facilities. We started to keep families and visitors out, um, which was hard. But it was a hard decision that needed to happen to protect that vulnerable population. Um, and we were able to see success with that infection control for about three months before we in Arizona started to change some of the uh, community, I guess, community guidelines where we, we opened back up. We started having holiday weekends where access to restaurants, bars, clubs, gyms, <laughs> everything kind of happened. And, and being a facility that has about 350 employees we had 350 people out there in that community. And so when you have community spread, it, it got to my staff and then my staff unintentionally brought it into the building. And so we had patients that, that were negatively impacted by the coronavirus. And, and so unfortunate um, as it's uh, such a tough virus, it's so, so tough to limit the spread, mm -hmm. uh, but we have continued to fight the fight. We are in the process of winding down. We have our last couple patients that will be recovered by the end of next week. And uh, so we're excited to have that kind of graduation from a building that had COVID and now to be back to normal and wow. have, have it out. So we're, we're thrilled to yeah. hopefully be done with it and, uh, and hopefully we can see some, some greater outcomes. Good for you, good for you. Um, how do you, how, how do you, um, what measures are in place to prevent 
prevent Corona from coming back into the, the building? So screening is, is probably your most effective tool along with hand washing. But, but if we can get the community to recognize that, you know, going out to public places and things like that puts them at risk. And if they're not protected with masks and good hand hygiene, they're likely to interact with somebody or get, get those germs. And so educating our staff, having good regular feedback with them, um, encouraging them that when they are coming into work to go from home straight to work. Don't make a bunch of pit stops and errands along the way. And when you're on your way home from work, go straight home. Don't take whatever germs you might have picked up at, at a facility and take those to the community. Um, so really teaching them some of those things that, that oftentimes a housekeeper or a CNA, they just may not think through what they're they're really doing and mm -hmm. what impact they can have by not spreading it um, um, but the the facility we screen we ask the series of questions about where all they visited and if they've had any symptoms and those can rule out quite a bit um, if you have a staff member that can be transparent enough to say hey you know what I'm, I'm feeling hot I've got a fever I've got this strange tickle you know that openness and willingness to tell us allows us the opportunity to say you know what it's not worth working today go ahead and let me send you home i'll take care of you but but let's just go ahead and go home and see how these symptoms progress or if they progress if they go away and you have nothing then great you can come back to work but but if you have anything mm -hmm. anything at all <laughs> let's just let's just stay away and let's protect the patients that we're caring for wow so. good for you so um 350 employees and how many residents uh, about 190 to 200 okay so um 550 people essentially under your stewardship so to speak um and i i have uh the the fortunate opportunity to call you a friend and have spent time with you and uh you s seem to be uh easygoing uh always uh seem to be well centered this show is uh, called Mindful Aging, and um, the focus here is on is on mindfulness and on some of the tricks, so to speak, uh, that you might implement to 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 keep your life balanced and to do your job well while also doing your life well. Uh, what do you do to? to keep that balance and to, to stay centered and to stay uh, level-headed amidst crises and with the, the knowledge that you, ha that you have 550 people plus their families, you know, this huge ripple, ripple effect that you're impacting. Ah, trust. I have to be always mindful that I can't do everything. I can't do it all by myself and I have to trust others um, that trust is earned oftentimes, but it comes by uh, spending time with them and getting to know the leaders that we have in positions to be able to see that they're going to do or act as if uh, they were doing it the way I would want them to. Um, and so once they're, they feel trusted, supported, and empowered, then they, they typically go out there and probably do much better than I would. Um, and so that kind of concept of multiplying uh, is really what gives me that balance where I can step away from the building and and 
they essentially are the, the heart and soul or that engine that keeps that facility running. And I'm not, I'm not that engine. Um, that would be probably what I see a lot of administrators make as a big mistake uh, as leaders is they become a bottleneck or they become the, the, the driver or the engine of things. And so the, s- the staff and the leadership there are always waiting for, well, what does the administrator want to do? How do they want to do this? Or what are we going to do now that COVID's here? What are we going to do? Um, whereas I feel like a, a trusted, empowered leadership team, they jump to, to action right away. They're not waiting for my cues. Um, they're able to really go in and lead and, and do a fabulous job without me. Delegation. Huh. That's great. Well, um, I promised I wouldn't take much of your time, and uh, I want to thank you for coming in today. Uh, it's always good seeing you. Before we leave, are there any final words of wisdom you'd like to impart? Oh, just, you know, find your place to make an impact and be thoughtful. And I love the thought of being mindful, um, realizing that there's more to all of this, this experience of life than just to ourselves. Um, you can touch and help so many others by, by just being thoughtful and mindful. So carry that message forward. Thank you, Carl Cooper. Thanks for coming in. And if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if that's too much, simply tell a friend. Hey, thanks for tuning in. I can't wait to see where this project goes. We have a great lineup of guests in the works. So make sure to keep your eyes open for the next episode. Looking forward to talking to you then.